0: Welcome to another edition of the Rouse Review. I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, and with me is communications director, Amy Simmons. Hello, Amy.
1: Hello, Dan. How are you doing?
0: Are you enjoying the warm weather?
1: Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I know.
0: I I was, from the time I moved here, uh, I guess I moved late summer. It hadn't really gotten cold yet. It was late September, October. I got a little bit of fall. The leaves had already turned and had started to fall. Uh, So I never really got a lot of warm weather. So I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to spring in the valley. It's beautiful. It's, it's so. It's so nice already. Just all the little buds and stuff. Uh, driving down valley the other day, you know, obviously uh, pink and green are big here mm-hmm. because of apple blossom. Uh, but it wasn't until I was driving down valley the other day that I really realized, oh, this is why. Because all, <laughs> all you know, along the road, there's just all this greens and pinks mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's really, really gorgeous. So I am looking forward to a spring in Winchester. Uh, I am looking forward to getting out and uh, sitting outside and eating at restaurants on the walking mall. Yes. Uh, it's really starting to pick up down there, uh, as people are, especially as people are starting to get their shots. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I know, Amy, you and I got, got our shots a little while back. Uh, and, uh, pretty soon they're going to open it up to one C. Uh,
1: that is, uh, phase two, I should say. Phase two is April 18th. So anybody over 16,
0: anybody over 16. So April 18th, uh, keep an eye on communications from the health district because, uh, the floodgates are about to open.
1: Vaccinate.virginia.gov. Gov.
0: Gov, yes. Yes. Go there. Register get vaccinated. Let's talk about tomorrow's uh, council meeting before we start talking about water with Mr. Don Ruggleman from right. uh, from our team. So tomorrow, we are back in person. Yay. be my, Yes, I'm very excited. This will actually be my first in-person council meeting That's since crazy. starting this job. First in-person in council chambers, I should right. say. I had a few of them out at the rec center. We're not going to be at the rec center, everybody. So when I say in person, don't show up at the rec center unless you're there to go swimming. Uh, show up here at City Hall. Uh, we will um, ask that you wear a mask. Even if you've been vaccinated, wear a mask. Social distance. Social still. distance. You'll see there's limited seating. We've got a big agenda. Uh, so I do anticipate that there'll be some people out there. But please, um, this is your opportunity to engage, but do it safely. So tomorrow, City Hall. Council chambers uh, will kick off with a regular meeting at six o'clock. Um, early in the agenda, we're going to have a couple of conditional use permits. Nothing uh, major to go into there. Um, scanning through the agenda, a couple of text amendments, some of those land use types of things that uh, you know we're we're processing per per usual. Uh, the most. To me, one of the more exciting things in the agenda comes up. You'll see it under uh, 11.6, and that is an agreement with uh, between the city or economic development authority and Trex. Trex oh. is moving into the city. So no way. We so the city of Winchester will now be home to uh, Trex company headquarters. We're very excited to have them. Uh, That's they've, awesome. They've been a great partner. We've had great discussions with them as they look forward and plan out their you know the, the future of their of their headquarters. They've been awesome to deal with uh, and. Yeah, you know, we're we're very excited to have them. I think it it really shows that you know the, the city's city is a great place to do business. Where are they going? Uh, they're going to a property over. It's kind of hard to describe. It's behind the over in that area, uh, the crossover site by Pine Lowe's and oh, Petco. On the, that,
1: on, on the way towards the bridge, going over eighty one.
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Behind
1: TGI Fridays, Chuck E Cheese.
0: Exactly. Okay. I, I, off the top of my head, I don't, I don't. It's hard to describe exactly where it's going to go.
1: Off at Pleasant Valley.
0: Off of Pleasant Valley. You got it. Okay. Um, we have a few first readings for uh, some some developments that are going on. You can check those out online. Uh, then we get into the some updates to city code and the charters for our committees. We talked about this during work session um, last meeting virtually. Now this uh, is just first reading. And the resolution, so it moved out of work session, and now it goes to the full a regular council meeting. So no action yet. Uh, yeah. So first a- first reading, there's no action unless they want to send it back. Um, they, it'll it'll just move forward to second reading, and that's just updating our code uh, to to make it reflect our current practice. And uh, the resolution for the charters was just to make some some minor changes that the. Um, council and uh, our team had in mind okay and then uh budget so one of the things i think folks will probably be very interested and in, i know we get lots of emails and and comments about is the budget so we are now at the stage with the budget and that all of our department budgets all of the individual components of the budget have been discussed in detail at the committee level so the public safety committee the finance committee uh, the uh, Planning and Economic Development Committee, they've all been looking at the departments uh, that are relevant there to their committee. The public has had an opportunity to review the detailed budgets. The public has had an opportunity to comment. Uh, all of those committee meetings are in person. So virtually every aspect of this budget, since that, since our committee meetings were in person, Uh Virtually every aspect of this budget is being discussed in a public forum at an in-person meeting. So you have had, uh, you, our residents, have had many opportunities to provide us feedback, and you still will. This Mm -hmm. process is going to go on until the end of May. So this is the first time, though, when the budget in its entirety is being heard by the entire uh, council so i'll be going through what um some of the highlights again it's already been discussed in detail in various committees so i'm not going to get into the weeds during this presentation but we will talk about some of the highlights some of the main points this is a very public safety focused budget we're adding firefighters and if we get some federal grants that we anticipate we'll be adding up to 10 new firefighters wow yeah so it, it, we've got that uh, public safety uh police uh we're adding some position we're adding police cars um, we're we're doing a lot to bolster our solid waste uh, program or trash collection as folks might uh, think of it uh, and our recycling program uh, that does mean that we are proposing an increase uh we are increasing the or we are proposing to increase the the solid waste fee from five to ten dollars uh, that's long overdue it's been five for
1: uh, since we started
0: since we started you know six seven years ago yeah. and uh, unfortunately when you don't gradually increase it over time to reflect increased costs like increased landfill fees which we have no control over Um,
1: $30,000 increase this year Yeah, this
0: year alone is a $30,000 increase because we we send a lot to the landfill right uh when we need to change that so unfortunately we're in a position where we have to do some catch-up and but but this increase uh residents you're going to see a lot of value out of this increase first off uh, we will start giving people the opportunities to recycle their glass again. You know, I know it personally, it, exactly. it, it pains me every mm-hmm. time I throw uh, a glass bottle in my trash. Yep. Uh, it is, and that, we then pay to put that in a landfill. So uh, we are adding, you know, you'll see a glass crusher. We're, we're adding that. Uh, there'll be a drop-off site for glass. Uh, hopefully in the future, we'll we'll start picking it up from the curb. Uh, but then I think the most you know, clear evidence of the value people are getting out of this investment and really it is the residents investing into this system mm-hmm. is that we are going to be distributing uh, if approved we'll be distributing standardized you know heavy-duty trash cans roll you know roll off uh, trash cans to our residents so if you're in one of the areas that gets these and it'll be the vast majority of the city uh there might be some limited areas um where we can't do it because you know, it might be downtown or the roads are too narrow, there's no place to put the cans. Um, these are, uh, you'll be in a position where you never have to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy a trash can again. And you right? can
1: choose your size as well.
0: You can choose your size. There's a small, a medium and a large. Uh, if your trash can gets you know, damaged or stolen or lost, uh, we will come replace it for you. So, And these are good, solid, heavy-duty cans. So you'll also see a lot less trash getting blown around on a windy day. Um,
1: and they hold more. They
0: hold more. You they, don't
1: have to worry about counting your bags anymore.
0: Exactly. You just toss it into these, take it out, and they're a standardized can, so we can start using some of this newer equipment mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, load, to, to basically load your trash into the trash trucks. Um, that's important, and it's going to save the city money because... A lot of the repetitive stress injuries and you know issues workers comp issues that we have currently because we have our solid waste workers are manually picking up all of these variety of cans people have they're throwing them in uh to the into the back of the truck this is going to allow us to automate some of that process which is going to save us money in the future too so uh, i want everybody to think about this as an investment in our trash collection system Uh, But I digress. Uh, Back to it. So after we talk about the budget, we will be talking about... uh, We'll have first reading for the tax rate. We are keeping the tax rate the same. Mm -hmm. It was 93 cents last year. It will be 93 cents this year if the council approves that. Um, I know some folks are going to see increases in what they pay because the value of your home increased. Mm -hmm. Uh, So appraisals went up. The markets. The markets, yeah, it's still strong. I know people... You know, point to the fact that oh, we're in a pandemic, but uh, you know, not only is the general economy in a fairly, I'm cautiously optimistic, but the city's well poised, I mm-hmm. believe, for for a good rebound because a lot of our other metrics are solid. So, um, property appraisals went up um you know the city is still an attractive place for people to be
1: they're flying off the shelves there is
0: no it is really hard to get a house uh here and i can as somebody that just bought a house about six seven months ago uh, i can tell you there's not a lot of supply so uh houses are around in the city are valuable and yeah so the appraisals reflect that so we are proposing to keep the tax rate the same it's still 93 cents and uh, this first reading is just to set that. And it is a not-to-exceed rate. So I think that's important for folks to, to know, you know, why are we setting the tax rate before we approve the budget? Well, we have to know what we're working with to set the budget. And,
1: and There's advertising requirements, there's too. There's
0: advertising requirements. We have to publish it 30 days in advance. So uh, this is a somewhat necessary step, which is why we already discussed the budget in detail mm-hmm. at all the committees. So we know that we're, we're planning on having 93 cents as the tax rate. Um, but it is a not-to-exceed rate, so if over the course of the next six months um, the council identifies ways that we can go lower, uh, so be it. Or if they identify things that they want to cut that mm-hmm. they don't want to see in the budget that I'm proposing, uh, you know, that's their prerogative to take those out. That's why there's still plenty of opportunity for public input. Moving along, so that and that will wrap up uh, the regular agenda. I know there's a lot of things on here, but some of these things will move very quickly because they are standard items that have already been right. discussed in committee. So after after that, we'll have a work session. Work session should be relatively uh, relatively brief. I will be giving a uh, an update to the council on the strategic plan. Um, As for those of you who don't know, we are updating our strategic plan. Hopefully you get the city newsletter and you've noticed that we're doing a survey. We want to hear from you. Um, Please fill out the survey. It's going to be incredibly helpful for us to hear from the residents. Sometimes a survey might feel uh, a little bit sterile, a little cold. Uh, I'm filling this out and where does it go? We do look at all the comments too that you're going to put in the survey Uh, and You know, if if you really just want to give us some general feedback that doesn't fit neatly into the survey, just email me. Uh, You know, whether it's um, go to the website, uh, you'll find my email address. You can always email me. Uh, You can always call the city manager's office. You can go, you can show up at every single regular meeting of the council and speak during public comment. So there is no shortage of ways for you to engage with uh, with us and provide us feedback on the plan.
1: We also plan on opening an open town hall poll mm-hmm. slash survey on our portal that will allow people to give that feedback as well. Yeah. That, that'll be coming soon.
0: If you know, if you want to talk about um, just things that weren't highlighted, because the survey is fairly general, we we didn't want to ask you a hundred questions about every little you know minutia of city operations. So it, it's a It's a brief survey to fill out. It covers the highlights, uh, but if there's something specific you want to bring to our attention, you got plenty of ways to do that. So we're gonna talk a little bit in that session about where we're at with the strategic plan. All of the counselors have been interviewed by our facilitator. I'm gonna be getting some feedback and validation on what we heard in those interviews. uh, And that will set us up for a council retreat in mid-May. And then finally on the agenda is uh, an executive session. We're gonna talk about the the right of way fees with the city attorney, uh, and that's all I can tell you. Because <laughs> you can't session, talk about it because it's an executive session. Right. Uh, so that's our agenda for for tomorrow. Uh, join us down at City Hall,
1: or you can watch it online.
0: You can watch it online. Yes. How do we broadcast that?
1: We have it on our agenda portal. Yeah. So you just go to our website, go to the government tab, click council meeting agendas, and it will take you to our portal where the agenda is. And the video will start just a minute or two after six because there's a slight delay. Yep.
0: All right, Amy, what's next?
1: We're going to talk to Don.
0: All right, Don, welcome. Thanks, Dan. All right. So first off. Uh, whenever we do one of these we have some city staff come in I like them to introduce themselves and tell folks a little bit about what their role is with the city so why don't you uh, start with that
2: okay I'm Don Riggleman I'm the water supply wastewater treatment division manager for the city of Winchester I uh, oversee the water and wastewater treatment the uh, water treatment from the North Fork of the Shenandoah River and our plant in Middletown and the wastewater treatment down on Route 7 and uh, the Opecan Water Reclamation Facility. And it, that common mis- a common misconception is that that's where our water comes from, which is not the case. Where does our water come from? Water comes from the North Fork, of the Shenandoah River, mm-hmm. uh, Middletown, and it's treated in Middletown and then pumped 12 miles to the city.
0: So we, get, we basically siphon off water off the North Fork, treat it. What happens there when it's in that first bit of treatment?
2: Uh, what they're doing is uh, they're adding a coagulant. Uh, What's a coagulant? <laughs> a coagulant is a chemical mm-hmm. that uh, removes organics and well, not so much the organics, the fine solids. There's okay. another chemical added for the organics. Got it. Is it similar to the stuff you put in a fish tank to take a lot of the cloudy crud out? Very similar. Oh, okay, it, it, we uh, put it through a flocculation system. The flocculation—that's a it. fancy word. I can tell we're going to learn a lot of the words today. <laughs> so
0: after the coagulation, the flocculation happens. That's right. <clears throat> and then what shun happens
2: after that? Then the next process is sedimentation. Sedimentation. There's a third <gasps> one.
1: Yay! Okay, and isn't is there? There's a word for when it's cloudy. What is that word? Turbidity. Yes. Turbidity. 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 Yes.
2: Interesting. So common surface water treatment is five steps. Coagulation, flocculation, sedimentation, filtration. Filtration for? For, yes. Yeah. And that's where we put it. The water flows through filters, uh, sand, Mm -hmm. and anthracite coal that are fine enough to trap viruses, things like that. Oh, wow. So... And then it gets Dis- pumpationed up yeah. to. <laughs> That's right. The, I wanted it to survive. So then it gets 12 miles. So it, we're pretty. We're actually, pretty f- we missed the disinfection process. So chlorine is added, sodium hypochlorite. Disinfectation. Okay. Yeah, and,
1: and then there's the, the fluoridation, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> we add fluoride. Oh, when, when does the fluoride happen? Fluoride happens uh, prior to the chlorination.
0: So obviously, I, you know, I've heard for. Generations. I mean, they've been pr- fluoride in the water for yeah. <clears throat> however long. How does that actually occur? Because in my mind, when I think of fluoride, I think of the stuff that I swish around in my mouth uh, <laughs> at the dentist. Do you do you just have a giant vat of uh, Listerine
2: or something that you dump in the water? Like, how does this work? Well, you're going to love this All right, <laughs> if you like sedimentation. <laughs> uh, we use a chemical. Uh-huh hydrofluorosilicic acid. Nice. Well that sounds like it's, it's uh, going to burn up my inside. Exactly <laughs> but it's not the uh it is I think 50 some percent fluoride and that is metered into the water at the recommended dosage rate of uh, 0.7 milligrams per liter. 0. 0.7 milligrams per liter. So that's how much so if I get a
0: gallon of water out of the tap there is milligrams per liter of
2: fluoride in it yes milligrams per liter is equivalent to a part per million okay so there's one there's seven tenths Mm -hmm. of one part per million in a a gallon yeah very yeah i'm I'm so
1: confused those are a lot of fractions
0: yes it's a tiny amount (laughs) very tiny amount interesting okay so the it gets pumped up does the fluoride go in before it's pumped up to winchester or after Before. Before. Yes, sir. So once it's on its way up to Winchester, it's ready to drink. Yes. Oh, okay. So, and it's coming out of the the North Fork, so ample supply of water. And
2: of quality, good quality source water. Excellent.
0: So we are never going to be in a, well, it's highly, highly unlikely we'll ever be in a situation where where we are short of water. Right. Okay. From, so it's pumped into Winchester at from from there at what point does it get up put up in the water towers
2: it uh, the the main line branches off at uh, close to Hanley High School okay uh, flows up the Jefferson Street tank uh, the elevated tank at Jefferson Street yep. and then also to the new Struthers Lane storage tank uh, behind National Fruit uh, Fairmont, oh, right right Fairmont right. Avenue Okay. And we're talking about moving, you know, five to six million gallons a day on the average. Gotcha. And we can do up to 10. So if everyone flushed the toilet at the same time, <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> I think we would be okay. <coughs> <laughs> That's
1: all we need yeah. to know. No. Hey,
0: halftime of the Super Bowl.
2: That's, That's right. <laughs> say.
0: So we, we recently did a water quality test.
2: We put out a report. Tell us what we found. Well, uh, as usual, our, our water quality is excellent. Uh, it, it meets all federal and state standards. Uh, we put out a, a uh, annual drinking water quality report. Send a large majority of our samples to the state lab, mm-hmm. and they test for different components. And at the end of the end of the year, we put together, or I'm sorry, the beginning of the, the following year, we put together. A table uh, which you'll find in the in the mm-hmm. drinking water quality report and we send that to VDH. Yeah. VDH then reviews their numbers that mm-hmm. came from the state lab compares and say yes our numbers match mm-hmm. and then they send them back and then we include it in our uh, CCR template. And
1: Well what's in the table? Uh, what are you well, testing for?
2: The table as a lot of information in it, mm. what we're testing for some of it goes back to 2019 mm. uh, because it's a running quarter running quarters and uh, but we're we're testing for turbidity mm. which is what we talked about in the water. it's uh cloudiness yes. a good indicator of water quality mm-hmm. uh, total organic carbon which is mon- which is the organics uh, in bacteria. the water uh, no bacteria no bacteria uh, the organics react with uh, chlorine when we use okay. chlorine, and they can form what we call disinfection byproducts, that okay. have, uh, that which are possibly uh, cancer-causing. Things. Uh, so we list those, total trihalomethanes mm-hmm. and haloacetic acids, which are two things we test for. And they're bad. Yes, but I'm happy to say we're... Well, we're under the uh, recommended level so set and, and by every,
0: And the thing that everybody, of course, you know, after all the, the horror stories of Flint, Michigan, everyone's everyone wonders about lead.
2: Right. Uh, happy to report that we just went through a water meter replacement project, replaced all the water meters in the city, and the crews laid hands on all of our service lines. We have no lead service lines in the city. Uh, with that being said, our, our lead is levels are fine uh we meet uh the requirements we're doing lead and copper sampling again this Mm -hmm. year We we do it every three years Mm -hmm. uh based on the levels in our system Mm -hmm. so the 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 minimum being every three years so that's why we fall into that so if we so if we have no lead pipes how would lead possibly get into the water water is, is an interesting compound. It, it likes to seek neutrality, oh, yeah. so it reacts with different. Uh, we try to—we add a corrosion inhibitor mm-hmm. also when, at the treatment plant to prevent water from attacking various mm-hmm. compounds. Uh, but what happens if it sits in the pipe, it can then attack solder joints and copper pipe and mm-hmm. old lead solder, things like that, can produce— uh, a lead result. Yeah. The, the best thing to do is run your water for a minute uh, before you drink it if you're concerned hmm. about lead in your water.
1: And we also can't control any lead pipes that are between where we take it into the house, right?
2: Right, yes. From our we, a good point Amy, <laughs> thank you, the uh, we maintain to the water meter. So from the water meter into the house in any plumbing in the house, if there's lead, yeah. uh, plumbing or piping that we have no control over that, that can yeah. also be a source. What, so at what point, you know, if someone's got a, an older home, at what
0: point did they stop building homes with lead, pump, lead pipes and copper pipes and things?
2: I, I, I can't recall the actual date, but it's in the 70s. 70s we we have a specific uh, criteria of mm-hmm. the, the house, houses that we sample from. Gotcha and we provide that list to vdh and they approve it
1: and you'll test that? if someone calls and they have they may have a concern absolutely. you'll come out and test right Right.
0: yes absolutely all right um, can i make a request right now to come out to my house so my house was built 1926 <laughs> uh, and it initially just had a ground well when i walk out my back door there's an old pump ground well that with a i think it sits on a cistern um that that's provided all the water to the house back in 1926, how does the groundwater compare to, and I'm assuming some homes in Winchester still have wells that right. they tap into. How does that water compare to the water we're getting out of the North Fork?
2: Uh, well, we are continuously monitoring what comes out of it, uh, what leaves the plant 24 uh, seven, for chlorine uh, turbidity, mm. these are online monitoring devices, and that send alarms mm. to the SCADA system to the operators at the plant if yeah. there's any issues. What, uh,
0: what's a SCADA system?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's a supervisory control and data acquisition. is It's an acronym for mm. that. That is a, basically a computer right computerized system that monitors the entire plant, like at a power plant. so the water coming out of the
0: water that we're pumping to people's homes the main difference is it's regularly monitored right. it's controlled groundwater coming out of a well that could have all kinds of what
2: in it well primarily it could have uh bacteria uh, pathogens uh, which are disease causing organisms Uh, The chlorine disinfects that. The filters also take Mm -hmm. it out, and then we disinfect it as well. And the chlorine, one of the benefits of the chlorine is it maintains a residual throughout the distribution system. So the plant personnel come out. They they pull 30 bacteria samples uh, every month Mm -hmm. throughout the distribution system and send it off. And if one of them comes back positive, then we have a whole list of things we have to do, go back and retest, things mm. like that. But we we haven't had that happen.
0: So I guess for everybody out there that's got uh, a, some well in their backyard or their house is still uh, pumping water out of a ground well, you should get that tested regularly because no one else has taken a look at it. Right. All right. Excellent. I, We're running short on time, so let's move along uh, real quick. Folks right now, uh, you might be
2: seeing hydrants getting flushed. What's Why do, why do we do that? It say if our water starts attacking pipes things like Mm -hmm. that uh sediment can form so what our crews do is they start at the water plant and they flush the system so they open the hydrant up to what's called a scouring velocity there's a certain Hmm. amount of volume of water that has to move through the pipe so it scours the pipe interesting cleans out everything that could settle uh some, you know, minor corrosion, things like that. It's like an so enema that. for our, oh our water system. <laughs> and they do that through the entire system, work their way through the entire system. And flush it out every year.
1: Yeah, make sure that they're working also for, it's just their yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If right. there's no pressure, yeah.
2: Excellent.
0: That's right. So we're doing that right now. Would we do that every year, every yeah, spring?
2: Every, every year, yes, sir.
1: Yeah, until October. March October. to October, really.
0: Awesome. Um, let's move on to the... The end process. Uh, now, I know at both both treatment plants, we've been doing some improvements, things that folks might never see. So, when right. when they ask uh, or wonder where their money goes uh, for their water, you know, sometimes it's it's easy to forget that there's a lot that happens before they open their tap uh, or flush the toilet. Uh, what improvements have we been making at those two plants?
2: Sure. We just recently uh, completed an upgrade uh, to the buildings, uh, mainly the filter gallery at the uh, water plant, which is where we house our filters. Uh, this this building was built back in the 50s and the moisture and uh, in that, as you can imagine, open mm-hmm. filters in that building if the moisture has attacked the ceiling, windows. So we... Uh, the building itself. The building it itself, no yes. Yeah, so. You don't want
0: to make clean
2: water in a dirty
0: building. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it kind of Excellent. defeats the purpose. <laughs>
2: Good point. Uh, so we also did the uh, exterior of the building, repointed the brick, mm-hmm. put new root, put new roof on it, and our uh, pumping station at the river where we pulled water out of. Uh, we also replaced the generator at the raw water pumping station. Uh, it was 25 years old. Uh, so we want to make sure that if we lose power, we have reliable backup power. We've recently, well, 2018, 2019, we went through a, a long project of uh, looking at our coagulant, mm-hmm. uh, which we discussed earlier. But it, we use ferric chloride, which is an iron salt, but it, the ferric, the iron, stained everything red and hmm. uh there was a new product uh poly aluminum chloride yeah. that is an alum uh, based with uh the poly is uh polymer mm-hmm. and it produces an excellent quality water that uh we we've not seen hmm. in our uh, process before we when water went through the the flocculation process into the sedimentation basins where it settles out, we can now look down and see the bottom of the tanks. We could never do that before. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That was a a project that uh, saves us probably about $100,000 in chemicals because we use less of coagulant, we we dose less, Mm -hmm. and then we do not have to feed uh, sodium hydroxide or caustic soda, as it's mm-hmm. normally called, so we don't have to do that. So okay. It's a chemical, a harsh chemical used to raise the the pH of the water. Okay. And, and that was another effect of the uh, ferric chloride, the iron salt. It would drop the—it was acidic, and it would drop the pH, so yeah. we had to feed uh, caustic soda to raise the pH back up gotcha. after the treatment.
0: So long story short, there's a lot that goes into your water. Yeah. <laughs> we pay very close attention to it, uh, as should you, because— it, you're putting it in your body every day. And so, it's
1: a 24-hour operation. 24 right.
0: hours operating. You know, we, we, at no point do we take our, <laughs> our eye off the ball because you know, you, we want you to be able to trust what's, you know, you're putting into your body, into your kid's body. Uh, so it, it's something we take very seriously. Uh, I, I know we've been talking about a lot of chemicals today, but there's nothing we're doing that is unsafe, is... Um, you know, it's all been thoroughly tested. We're using best practices. We're working with the state. We're not just putting random chemicals in your body. It's monitored. Right. It's monitored mm-hmm. constantly. So, uh, regardless of what you might think about various, you know, treatment processes or fluoride in the water, uh, this is the kind of thing that, you know, we've been doing for really decades right. and decades right. and it's only getting better. All right. So moving on to wastewater. So, um, Let's talk about, let's talk about things downstream. Sure. So we've had the water. It's come out of our tap. We've drank it. We've put it in our food. Then we're done with it and we flush it. So w- once someone flushes it, it goes an entirely different system, our wastewater system. Uh, where does that get handled?
2: That gets handled, it gets treated at the Opec and water Re- reclamation facility on uh, route seven. Okay. Uh, once again, we, are, uh, we treat the water uh, to a better quality than what is in the stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are an enhanced uh, nitrogen removal mm-hmm. uh, process, which means we meet limits of technology for the amount of nitrogen uh, that we discharge from the plant.
0: So stuff that literally you have flushed down the toilet goes directly to this plant. Correct. Correct in its raw form and then when it comes out the other side of the plant it's drinkable like someone could just take a mm-hmm. cup of water out and just take a sip no sir oh uh, but it goes we, into the
2: creek correct and we don't recommend people drinking out of the, the creek either. yes it, it needs to
0: go through a different i'm sure a lot of stuff pees in the creek so no. i'm not going to go drink creek water of yeah <laughs> but See, but what, what, what what are we putting out at the other end then what what's wrong with it i should say wrong with it but what's yeah what what's why couldn't i drink it at that
2: point because of uh the possible uh contamination something something that might have made it through yes what Hmm. we do is we disinfect we don't sterilize We, Uh, we our goal is to return it to stream water quality okay so you need a different process mm-hmm. such as our water plant mm-hmm. where you're going yeah. through filters yeah. and removing
0: any so we just bag. pump uh our pretty good but not drinkable water into the OPECAN, correct right? so correct. but it's fine it's, it's not it's safe it's not going to make anybody uh you know if a deer goes down and drinks it the deer is right. going to be fine when folks flush things you know obviously it causes us, uh, and at this point, hopefully everybody listening and all of our residents have heard this at least 15 times. There's a lot of stuff you should not flush. That's right. There's the obvious stuff like cell phones and kids' toys and uh, you know mementos from an ex-spouse. Uh, but what are the things that people might not know Uh, that they should not flush.
2: The primary thing is the flushable wipes. They're called, Flushable wipes, now.
1: Now they're flushable, but not treatable. That's right. That's the problem. So
0: it's false advertising. Correct.
1: No, you can still flush them.
0: Well, I can flush anything. I could say, (laughs) I could take this microphone and flush it.
1: Uh, Yes, but they can't treat it very well. Treat it.
2: Right, and it causes problems throughout the process uh give me the an example of a flushable wipe like a baby wipe baby wipes uh yeah that type of thing and then uh, as amy said they are advertised as flushable yeah. wipes so some of the other things are paper towels and tissues
0: yeah paper i think half the restaurants in town if you go into yes. the bathroom it says please yeah please do not flush these things
2: that's right and that's at home too mm-hmm. just right. because you think you got a good toilet don't start flushing paper towels and they're all things that the first process at the, the treatment plant mm-hmm. is to screen out things that will that cannot be treated. So that's basically pulled out, mm-hmm. screened off, and hauled away to the landfill. So when we so th- when the stuff, the raw material
0: comes in, there's an actual you would say screen it out. There's an actual giant grate that all of this hits. Right. What are some of the odder things that you've seen get caught in the giant screen? Tools?
1: Yeah. Corey mentioned the operations manager. He's pulled out a a full pair of jeans before.
2: Yes. (laughs) Like a kid's size? How does that even get down the toilet?
1: I don't know. How would you get
2: it it through? Exactly. Uh, There's been a host of of things like that. Uh, You know, uh, pillowcases Mm -hmm. and, and, and things that you wouldn't think could make it through the toilet. But the process is mechanical, mm. and then the it pulls everything up. There's mm. a brush that scrapes it off, and goes through a washing <laughs> it calls compactor. It tangles. <laughs> tangles.
0: Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. And bags it. Bags it. All right, so one of the one of the things in the list that surprised me was hair. Right. So yes. I obviously don't have that problem, but for for the people out there with longer hair, you should not. Go reach down out of the shower, grab that clump of hair,
2: and throw it in the toilet. Throw it in the trash. Correct. Right? Yes, sir. All right. Yes. It doesn't break down. It does not break down. Uh, feminine products, another uh, mm-hmm. issue. Uh, dental floss, bandages on Ew. the okay. list. Yeah, they just they won't break down. They yeah, break down. and they're plastic, right?
1: Yeah, they'll clump together.
0: Medications uh, definitely don't do that because I've seen a bunch of stories about. Some of those medications, uh, you know, obviously the containers to the medications, you obviously should not flush. But the medications themselves, you know, a lot of that stuff we can't screen out. So right. if it's, you know, there's no process by which to remove some of these, you know, the antipsychotics and other kinds of horm- hormone-related uh, therapies, uh, you know, that can really mess with the ecosystem. So right. you do not want to throw that stuff away.
1: Yeah, we have a box for those at the PD at the Timber Public Safety, yeah, there's a big red box out front where you should p- take your unused medication, interesting, or drugs, whatever, yeah. whatever you need to get out of your house. Take them yeah, there. You where should they can... not
0: have old and expired drugs at your house.
1: Yeah, Listen. they should be disposed of properly. That's,
0: yep, absolutely.
2: What else is on the list? Uh, fats, oils, and grease. Ooh, oh, that's a big one.
1: That stuff's
0: actually valuable. I mean, Valley Proteins—that's their entire business—is collecting, you know, from restaurants and whatnot the unused grease and. And byproducts, correct. Yeah,
2: and then Valley Proteins is a uh, major uh, customer for us for the waste energy. They, oh really? Yes. They 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 bring a lot of the fats, oil, and grease that they can't use hmm. down, and then we put it in our anaerobic digester and generate methane gas and electricity.
0: So, real quick, let's wrap up on that point because we're running out of time uh we do have a waste to energy uh machine for lack of a better word uh down at yes. the plant what is you know it, it takes a lot of these uh byproducts and actually converts them into electricity how well methane that we then run a generator with correct uh tell me what can we actually generate uh, how long have we had it
2: just the basics uh it came online in 2016 mm. And we have uh, been uh, working toward getting customers, more customers to bring us uh, their waste. Mm -hmm. Uh, We generate full out uh, 825,000 kilowatts Mm -hmm. of power, uh, which is at times enough to power the entire plant. And sometimes at night we can put power back out onto the grid. Wow. we also, the biosolids from the treatment process also are put into the digesters hmm. and broken down, and then they are trucked off as a uh, soil supplement for farmers, their land applied. Interesting.
1: So less going into the landfill.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, Don,
0: thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, we Clearly covered a lot of ground today, way That's much hard. more than I thought I would. Uh, but I, I shouldn't be surprised because this is one of the, actually one of the more interesting topics because it affects everybody. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us today. And uh, everybody, if folks want to check out that water quality report, Amy, where should they go?
1: It's on our website under the utilities section.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Don. Thank you. I think if folks have been listening to the podcast um, as, as over the last several ones, at least since I've started doing them, uh, I hope you've noticed that every time we bring in a city staff person, you know, this is somebody that's been with the city for an extended period of time. Yeah. You know, we have a very seasoned, uh, experienced, and qualified you know, senior staff. So,
1: Did he say how long he's been here?
0: He didn't. And but I,
1: it's, I'm sure it's got to be over it, 15 years. It's
0: a long time. Yeah. I don't know the specific number off the top of my head, but yet he's yet another member of our team that, uh, you know, has just really committed, you know, their career to serving the residents of Winchester, and you know, in his role, we have to trust him. It's good to have somebody good in that role because we're drinking what he makes, uh, <laughs> so uh, we got to take it seriously. We got to have good qualified people there. So yeah, um, we do;
1: they're phenomenal.
0: They're excellent. They're an excellent team. And and if somebody wanted to actually see some of the facilities yes. that uh, we talked about today, Amy, what kind of opportunities do we have for that?
1: Well, of course, they give tours if you want to, but the yep. better way to do it is sign up for our Insight Citizens Academy. Yep. So every year we, uh, except for this year, thanks to COVID, uh, we get together with anybody who wants to join and um, learn more about government operations. We'll take tours. We'll learn about um, different services and programs and meet staff. And we actually go to the water plant, in Middletown, and the wastewater treatment plant and do a tour and you get all the information you ever want to know. Very cool. Yep.
0: All right. So what's uh, what else is coming up?
1: Well, it's Li- National Library Week. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: Do you have a library card?
0: I think I I know your wife does. Yeah, does it count if she has one? Yes. Okay, good. Then our family has a library card.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I think about it all the time because I get their notices and I see it on social media. They have a lot of stuff going on, and it really amazes me that they're not just books over there.
0: And it's a gorgeous building. Oh,
1: my gosh. They're not just books and building. Oh, Lord. They have a lot of stuff going on, and I love going there. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned the community input survey for uh, strategic plan. We have that plus two others going on right now. Mm. There's the uh, the Winfred Metropolitan Planning Organization is doing one for a bike share program, and mm. they they would like to just know it's six questions. How can we make biking in Winchester more safe? Cool. So if you can, if you like to bike or if you don't, please check out the survey and uh, let us know your thoughts. And then this one isn't necessarily for us, but it's one for Virginia VDOT is collecting data data uh, for commuting. Mm-hmm. to see how it's changed during the pandemic and how they can make improvements to make that a little safer, the flow better. What can they do? Yeah. And whether you're commuting locally or to another jurisdiction or you're working from home, they still want to know you're still considered a commuter. Mm-hmm. And all three of those surveys can be found on our website. If you go to winchesterva.gov slash get engaged, mm-hmm. we have them all there. Um, Parks and Rec, of course, I uh, mentioned they have lots of stuff going on. They have an Earth Day kids art class. Mm-hmm it looks pretty cool they'll take a little nature walk and they'll collect leaves rocks twigs anything to make a little art project with and they also have several mother's day programs going on from cookie decorating class for ages 14 and up to creative crafters monthly club Uh, they have you just pick up a little project kit Mm -hmm. take it home for ages three and up and you just register for both of those and you can um, enjoy mother's day together and then uh, the dog obedience class is coming back for those pooches that uh, need to learn, excellent. that need to learn how to be better doggies, <laughs> um, and then, last but not least, Michael Recycle.
0: Oh yeah, he we was talked here. to him. Was it two weeks
1: ago? Two weeks ago, I yeah. think. Uh, really, Michael Nice, but Michael Recycle to me. Um, he will be joining several other recycling experts in the area to uh, participate in a panel discussion, mm. and it's called "What's Up with Recycling." Hmm. So, if you want to know what's up with the recycling market today tune in on april 19th this little program is organized by sustainability matters cool and it's being held virtually that's awesome yep so just go to uh recycling.eventbrite.com awesome. sign up now
0: and one last thing that i should mention uh because uh, we won't have another podcast before it happens uh the we're in the planning stages for a big stream cleanup on april 17th so keep nice. an eye out on uh, the, uh, on our website. We'll probably send out uh, an email blast to folks. Uh, we'll be cleaning up big stretches of town run uh, from the downtown all the way down towards where Mount Carmel and the community garden is. We'll be doing some cleanups around the community garden. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Great opportunity to volunteer. The city and folks will be out there. I'll be out there. You can come say hi if you haven't met me yet. Uh, and pick up some trash.
1: Awesome. I know it's needed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, with that, uh, that wraps up another edition of the Rouse Review. Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, Amy, thanks again. Thanks always uh, for helping to organize this. And uh, we'll see you next time around City Hall.